And we're back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Sauna I-E. I'm your host, XO. This is your first time tuning in. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to tune into today's episode, to today's show. Today's show, we're going to talk about myths and facts about mental health. And I bet you're wondering, what is Sauna I-E? Sauna I-E is brand uh start off as a podcast and just ever revolutionized into a brand because at first i was like oh it's just a podcast but now i'm like it's bigger than that and what we do here at sun ie we really touch base on mental health and financial literacy and this month we have our series called march for mental health and we're really discussing different mental health topics different mental health segments and just educating everybody more about mental health and what they can do to help themselves and help the people around them last episode i was an introduction to mental health it was mental health 101 if you haven't heard the episode go back take uh take a listen let me know what you think but here this episode i found some myths and some facts about mental health and how they correlate with our life and with some things that i thought were facts or eventually were myths so with this episode, that's what we're going to be discussing. But first, I'm going to kick off the show with the quotes of the day. My first quote is, if you're afraid to do something in a social setting, it's because you're more invested in someone else's opinion of you than your own opinion. That's deep. And that's true. Um, I was this way. I was afraid to do something in a social setting because I was so concerned with public opinion that my opinion didn't really matter or my let's stop saying opinion i forgot but that opinion my opinion didn't really matter i really was just focused on public opinion making sure that oh if i do this others will judge me if i do this that what they'll say this about me or if i do this i'll get criticized if i do this they'll preach me or praise me but it's like we have to stop that we have to stop giving society power over us when it comes to what we do especially if you're afraid to do something in a social setting this uh, when i read this quote it instantly made me think of public speaking you know you you're in high school college and you have to speak in front of people and you get the stage fright and that big reason for stage fright is because you're so worried about the opinions of other people and what they'll think about you that you get nervous you start developing a stuttering problem that You'll be like, oh, dang, I'm not doing this. I'm not used to this, talking in front of people. But it's like, you can't let people's public opinion hold you back from progressing, becoming a, a better version of yourself. You have to really jump into the deep end and really just be like, yo, people are going to always have their opinion regardless. The famous saying is damned if you do and damned if you don't. So you might as well do what you're going to do and what society says the public's always going to have their opinion about you no matter what if it's good or bad they're always going to talk so why not give them something to talk about but once again that quote is if you're afraid of doing something in a social setting it's because you are more invested in someone else's opinion of you than you are of your own opinion and my next quote is if you don't design your own life plan chances are you're falling to someone else's plan and guess what they have planned for you not much Start designing your life. This second right now, have a plan for your life, how you want to finish out this year, how you want to go into 2023, how you want to go into 2024, and just plan your years out. Plan your years out with backtrack. Once you plan up to plan up to the next five years, 
what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, how you'll get there, and then work backwards. Have that plan for your life because it's like, if you don't have a plan, you'll end up getting stuck in this rat race of life and you'll look up 20, 30 years past and your dreams are dead and you're working for somebody else whose dreams are still alive because you you are investing your time into their dreams, but you didn't invest that time into your dreams. So create that life plan for yourself so you don't fall into somebody else's life plan and you'll fall into that rat race of life and you'll look back like, damn, I wish I, wish I would have did this or I should have did this or I should have done that. Should have, would have, could have. Do it now. But once again, that quote is, if you don't design your own life plan, chances are you're falling to someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. With this episode, we're going to get into the myths and facts about mental health. But first, I'm going to give you a brief break. Thank you guys for tuning in to Sana I.E. Okay, so we get into the nitty gritty of the show. Myths and facts about mental health. And this first segment we're going to kick off with myth and facts. Myths and facts about mental health. And it affects everyone. The first myth is mental health problems don't affect me. (laughs) That's a lie. The fact is... Mental health problems are actually very common. In 2020, about one in five adults experienced a mental health issue. One in six young people experienced a major depressive episode. One in 20, 20, one in 20 Americans lived with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or a major depression. Suicide is a leading cause in the United States. In fact, it was the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 24. It counted for the loss of more than 46,000 American lives in 2020, nearly double the number of lives lost to homicide. Let's unpack that. So the myth was mental health doesn't affect me. That's a myth. It does. It affects everybody. It said in 2020, and I keep saying 2020. Uh, in 2020, about one in five adults experienced a mental health issue. This is when COVID first started. So I'm pretty sure when COVID first started, a lot of people started me- developing mental health issues, but it gave down, I think the, the, the statistic narrowed down to where it's like one in five American adults experience a mental health issue. So that goes back to, and that statistic has risen within, if you listen to the last episode, I discussed that it's about the same where one in five American adults experience a mental health issue. So if not you, somebody you know is dealing with something mentally that they don't talk about or they have a mental health issue or problem that they need help with, but maybe they don't talk about it. So if you know four other adults, one of them is might be experiencing something mentally. So checking on your people, checking on your people, see how they're doing. Check on your parents, your grandparents, your co-workers, your teachers, your peers, your professors, anybody that you see on a daily basis, check in with them and ask them, how's your mental health? How are you doing mentally? How's this year been for you? I know we barely in, uh, what were you, March? Barely in March, but three months in, how's this year been for you? How are you doing? And really check in with them and listen to them and what they have to say, because you never know how you can help them out. Then it says one in six young people experience a major depressive episode. 
So one in six young people. That's that's the kids. The kids around us. Check on your kids. If you have a kid, we have kids. Check on them and really, even if they're not aware of their mental health yet, just check on them and see how their days went. See if there's anything that they've been dealing with and not really wanted to tell you about. And really check in with the kids. Have those weekly check-ins or daily check-ins at the end of the day, right before bed. Hit some good night. Check in to see how their day was. Or have them like, yo, you should, if, if there's anything that you're feeling that you can't tell me, write it down. Write it down and then just give it to me. Like, here, here, dad, here, mom. I just wanted to give you this about how my day went. Have them write out their day so that starts the process of getting them into that habit of journaling their days out. Then it also said one in 20 Americans live with a, seri- um, with a serious mental illness, such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or a major depression. One in 20 Americans. That is, that's not adults. That's one in 20 Americans. That could be kids, adolescents, adults, all the above. So one in 20, I'm pretty sure we all know more than 20 people in our lives. So there's somebody that may have been dealing with a mental illness that you didn't really know about. Maybe they've been they've been dealing with a bipolar disorder or a major depression. And depression does, uh, doesn't always equal to be sadness. Depression can be always agitated, always mad, always on needles, um, ready to be aggressive. So be aware of that and leave it right now if you want to take some time back and think like, yo, so-and-so has been really agitated constantly and that's not like them. This is new. So I wonder what's going on. Maybe they're dealing with something mentally. Maybe they had a traumatic experience that they didn't want to talk about or something that opened up that traumatic experience to where they have that PTSD now. So really check in on people and talk to people and get to know people. It's not about you. It's about us. In my last episode, I discussed the word Ubuntu, Ubuntu, which is humanity, us caring about everybody else around us, not just ourselves. And it also said suicide is the leading cause of death in the U.S. In fact, it was the second leading cause of death from people ages 10 to 24. And that's that right there is where they're the ages 10 to 24. I feel like they're trying to find that balance of getting to know what's getting to know like dang maybe this is the answer and it's not the answer we have to start helping the people around us and letting them know that we're there for them and that they can talk to us and mentor us about anything it's crazy i'm looking at this statistic and i'm like it accounted for 46,000 americans lost their lost their lives in 2020 due to suicide because of the pandemic because of mental health issues because of being in in the house all the time and then have that outlet that reach to talk to people or have that people to talk to them so like i said check in on anybody and everybody around you you never know what somebody is really going through here's another myth children don't experience mental health problems let me hit you with a fact even very young children may show early warning signs of mental health concerns these mental health problems are often are often clinically diagnosable and can be a product of the interaction of biological, psychological, or social factors. Half of all mental health disorders show first signs before a person turns 14 years old. And three quarters of mental health disorders begin before the age of 24. Unfortunately, only half of our children and adolescents with diagnosable 
mental health problems receive the treatment they need. Early mental health support can help a child before problems interfere with other development developmental needs. So kids do experience mental health problems. And it said early warning signs, they, they show early warning signs. So be on the lookout for the early warning signs. In the next episode, I'm going to drop some of the early warning signs to pay attention to when it comes to kids, adolescents, as well as adults to be on the lookout for it. And always just be aware. Uh, we're still unpacking this. Um, and it said three quarters of mental health disorders begin before the age of 24. Have you experienced anything mentally? Have any mental health issues that you never really discussed, but you just dealt with on your own? I know how it is. I've, there's some things that you don't really want to open up and tell people about that you really just want to figure it out on your own. And maybe you have you have dedicated that time to yourself where, yeah, I was in a dark place. I was feeling depressive. I was feeling suicidal, but I didn't want to reach out for help. I wanted to figure this out on my own. And sometimes it gets like that to where you want to figure it out on your own and try to figure out like, okay, why am I dealing with this? How can I get through this? What are some ways I can do this? Maybe you look for different treatments. Maybe you did get some type of help where you're like, oh, I'm going to go to therapy or I'm going to confide in somebody that's close to me. But really unpacking and seeing how you're doing mentally, especially if you're at a young age now, if you listen to this you as a kid or you adolescent, really look into and checking on yourself, checking on your mental health, start journaling, uh, do some deep breathing. Deep breathing really helps. Get out in the sun, really take care of yourself mentally, even meditate. Meditating is very powerful when it comes to really getting and becoming aware of your mental health. Here's another big one. This is uh, something that a lot of people tell me that they thought was a fact but it's a myth which is people with mental health problems are violent and unpredictable no here's a fact the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more than likely to be violent than anyone else most people with mental mental illnesses are not violent and only three to five percent of violent acts can be attributed to individuals living with a serious mental illness in fact people with severe mental illnesses are over 10 times more likely to be victims of violent crimes than the general population. You probably know somebody with a mental health problem and didn't even realize it because many people with mental health problems are highly active and productive members of our communities. So, people with mental health problems or issues, they aren't violent or unpredictable. It's the fact that they violence happens towards them because of their of what they're dealing with and going through that like i said it's, they're 10 times more likely to be victims of a violent crime in the general population and it's because what they're dealing with maybe they're in a depressive state or maybe they have bipolar disorder or maybe they're schizophrenia or maybe they have anxiety or an eating disorder or something of that nature and people on the outside that don't really truly love and embrace themselves will project that energy onto somebody else that's dealing with something and when it comes to something mentally and that's where bullies come from and it's like we have to take care of the people people around us even if you see somebody getting bullied or something like that speak up and say something don't let that continuously be happen another myth in fact people with mental health needs 
Even those who are managing their mental illness cannot tolerate the stress of holding down a job. Myth alert. (laughs) Here's a fact. People with mental health problems are just as productive as other employees. Employers who hire people with mental health problems report good attendance and punctuality as well as motivation, good work, and job tenure on par with or greater than other employees. When employees with mental health problems receive effective treatment, it can result in lower total medical costs, increased productivity, lower absenteeism, and decreased disability costs. So people with mental health uh, problems or needs, they can hold down a job. They can be highly productive. They can work. They can be punctual. They can be on time. They can be highly energetic. And it just comes down to not thinking like, oh, they got a mental health problem that they, they can't be functional in society or they can't hold, hold down a job. That's a myth. And I'm going to give you a brief break. And then we're going to hop into segment two, which is facts and myths about helping individuals with mental health problems. I appreciate y'all tuning in to this first segment. If you take some notes on this, I'll lay down some statistics about one of five Americans experiencing a mental health issue in 2020. And that keeps going rising and rising, rising. Well, now we back outside, but really check on the, checking on those, those adults around you, check on the young people around you, the kids, the adolescents, the teens, wherever you see, just check on them to see how they're doing and talk to them. Just talk to somebody. But I'm going to give y'all a brief break and then we can hop back into sauna. Ah. E. Next up, the last and final segment of this episode, which is the myths and facts about helping individuals with mental health problems. First myth is there is no hope for people with mental health problems. Once a family or friend develops mental health problems, he or she will never recover. Nah, that's a that's a myth. Here's a fact. Studies show that people with mental health problems get better and many recover completely. Recovery refers to the process in which people are able to live, work, learn, and participate fully in their communities. There are more treatments, services, and community support systems than ever before, and they work. This is the perfect era generation right now when it comes to mental health versus 20, 30 years ago when mental health was was not even a discussion, when they didn't have no treatment centers, when they didn't have really therapy like that. They had therapy where it wasn't as big as it is now. So anybody that develops any mental health problems, they are, there is hope for them. They can get that help that they need, but it starts with you helping them. You putting yourself out there and helping them and letting them know like, yo, if you need help with anything that you're dealing with mentally, you can reach out to me, vent to me, or we can find you the necessary help so we can get you out of this, this mind frame that you're in right now, this mind state that you're in right now, so we can evolve past this and look back to this being a testimony so you can help somebody else out with it. So anybody that's having any mental health problem, don't let them go through it alone. Once they develop a mental health problem, look for solutions for them. Problems have solutions. That's why I say mental health problem, because it's a problem that we can find a solution for. Another myth is therapy and self-help, self-help are a waste of time. Why bother? Why can't you just take a pill? Myth alert. 
And the fact is, treatment for mental health problems varies depending on the individual and could include medication, therapy, or both. Many individuals with a support system during the healing and recovery process. So, therapy and self-help does work, first off. Taking a pill um, may work, may not work, but it's like there's treatment for the mental health problems at the end of the day. You, anybody can get treated, whether if you want to, it's getting treated with medication or therapy or even both. But they, as long as you have that, they have that support system, which is you or you having that support support system to fall back on during your healing and recovery process. So therapy and self-help aren't a waste of time. They're very beneficial to anybody that's dealing with anything mentally. Another myth is I can't do anything for a person with, with a mental health problem. <laughs> I really hate that fact is friends and loved ones can make a big difference friends and loved ones can make a big difference in 2020 only about 20 percent of adults received any mental health treatment in the past year which included 10 percent who received counseling or therapy from a professional friends and family can be important influence to help somebody get the treatment and services they need so you can you can be that help that they need and doing stuff like reaching out and letting them know you're available to help, helping them access mental health services, learning and sharing the facts about mental health, especially if you hear something isn't true. Treating them with respect, just as you would anyone else. Refusing to define them by their diagnosis and using labels such as crazy. So you can do something that for somebody that's dealing with anything mentally, you can help them out. Friends and loved ones make a big difference. You can reach out, let them know that they're, they're loved, that you're always available for them. You're only a call away, a text away, a uh, FaceTime away, helping them access the mental health services. There's Google. Google, you know, that's the gateway to everything. You can Google whatever you want to learn or whatever you want to know, and it'll pop up for you. So learning and sharing about sharing facts about mental health or even putting them on different podcast episodes about mental health, letting them know about Sanai, let them know what we do here. If they need some type of help, I'll connect them with some of the, my past guests or some of my friends that are in the mental health uh, field to help them out and get them to where they need to be. So we all can help each other out. Once again, I go back to the, I love the word Ubuntu. Ubuntu, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing, but Ubuntu, which is humanity. We have to care for each other. We have to care for one another. It's not just about me. It's not about I. It's about us. It's about we. So if there's anything you can do to help somebody else out, then do that, especially when it comes to mental health, because mental health is a big thing. Everything starts with our mind or everything starts with our brain. So it's so great to be aware of how you're doing mentally. And if you're dealing with anything mentally or if there's anybody that's around you that's dealing with anything mentally. Uh, another myth, in fact, prevention doesn't work. It is impossible to prevent mental illness. That's a myth. Fact is prevention of mental health Mental, emotional, and behavior behavioral dis disorders focuses on addressing known risk factors such as exposure to trauma that can affect the chances that children, youth, and young adults will develop mental health problems. Promoting the social emotional well-being of children and youth leads to higher overall productivity, better educational outcomes, lower crime rates, stronger economies, lower health care costs, improved quality of life, increase increased lifespan, improved family life. So prevention of mental, emotional, and behavioral disorder, 
disorders focus on addressing known risk factors such as trauma. Trauma, childhood trauma, if not treated, carries on into adulthood. So any type of trauma a child goes to, grows, goes through, they carry that over, especially if it's untreated or if they don't have where they talk about it. It's like as kids, I know when I was a kid, I didn't have no outlet or nobody to really been to like that or really discuss mental health, even though I'm grateful that I didn't really do anything like that. But just really having that outlet, that person to talk to other people to talk to, having those therapy, therapy, the therapists, the counselors, the psychologists, uh, psychotherapists, and really having that outlet for where kids can talk to people that maybe they don't want to talk to their parents. Maybe they want to talk to somebody else, a stranger, because sometimes as a kid, it's not necessarily a stranger, but you feel more comfortable opening up to somebody else versus your parent because you feel like, as some parents feel like, they'll, some kids feel like parents would judge them about what they're feeling or what they're going through. So it's always good to check in on the kids and seeing, like, especially if they experience any type of trauma in their lives growing up. So always checking on your kids and really promote that social emotional well-being. And like I said, it leads to higher overall productivity, better educational outcomes, lower crime rates, stronger economies, lower healthcare costs, improved quality of life, increased lifespan, and improved family life. But I just want to thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode about myths and facts of mental health. Hopefully this episode educated you and helped you out when it comes to mental health, when it comes to some of the facts that you thought were myths and some of the myths that you thought were facts. And they help you out and let you know like, yo, what I thought I didn't know, but now I know more. And I've most my I've been doing my research on mentalhealth.gov. So that's where I got some of these myths and facts from. Shout out to mentalhealth.gov. They've <laughs> they helped out with this episode. But I appreciate y'all tuning in. Got a few housekeeping items from items for y'all. The website is back up and running. The merch store though is up and under under construction. I'm redesigning the site as well as adding new designs. If you're on social media, any type of social media flop platform, follow us. Sanai, follow us. Let us know what you think about the episodes. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know how we can help you or if you want to help us in any way, let us know. I greatly appreciate y'all. Without y'all, none of this is really possible. Shout out to everybody that's listening right now. The day one listeners, the new listeners, without y'all, there wouldn't be no Sanai. So thank you for taking the time out your day. Thank you for listening to this episode all the way through. Share this with a friend. Send this to a friend. Subscribe. Review. Let me know what you think. Um, Man, next episode coming Monday. And that episode, we're going to talk about what factors affect mental health. But I'm going to leave you all with this. Remember, where you want to be and do what it takes to get there. We'll be back again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Check in on yourself. Be aware of yourself. Hey, man, it's the weekend. You already know what I talk about. Self-care Sundays. Take care of yourself this weekend. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, maybe you have to unplug from everything and really just take a step back and really just focus on you and prepare yourself mentally for the week ahead. But take care of yourself. Love yourself. Cherish yourself. You're not going through anything alone. I'm here for you. I love you. Care about you. Have a good weekend. Be back again on Monday. With that being said, we out.